You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Hey, Drew Dixon from Explore the Bible Students, back with you for another leader training podcast for our summer study of First and Second Kings. This is session two, and it's called Turn to God, and our scripture is 1 Kings 8, 46 through 60, and our central truth is when we repent, God forgives us. So we're going to look at the dedication of the temple. Um, this is a big moment in the nation of Israel, and the fact that it's a big moment, I think, probably tells us something about um, like God's design for our lives in this world. And I'll kind of try and unpack that a little bit. But what we see here is that, um, you know, just as as God had promised David, his uh, his son Solomon got to build the temple. And so we see this in the passages leading up to this First Kings 6 and 7. Um, and God's temple is this place where his presence would dwell in a, in, a very, in, in a special way. It signified God's favor and direction and guidance of the nation of Israel. And also was this reminder that God... Um, or that Israel was to worship God according to his designs and his guidelines, right? And so great care went into the process. It took seven years, and it was proof of Solomon's commitment to honor the God who had been so faithful to his family and to all of Israel. And so when the temple's finished, chapter 8 tells us how Solomon gathered all of Israel's leadership for a a dedication service, essentially, to the temple, where King Solomon spoke um, the words that that your students are going to study study today, so or, or this week, when, whenever you you're, uh, teach your students. And so <clears throat> one of the big things about this passage is um, the focus on repentance. Solomon's uh, dedication speech here is kind of all about, about turning from sin. He says in verse 46, "...when they sin against you, for there's no one who does not sin, when you're angry with them and hand them over to the enemy." And their captors deport them to the enemy's country, whether distant or nearby. And when they come to their senses in the land, they were deported and repent and petition you in their captor's land. We have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked. And when they return to you with all their heart and their soul in the land of their in the land of their enemies who took them captive, when they pray to you in the direction of their land that you gave to their ancestors, the city you have chosen and the temple I have built for your name, um, he goes on to say, "May you hear in heaven your dwelling place." their prayer and petition and uphold their cause. May you forgive your people who sinned against you, all their rebellions against you. Um, so this is a passage about the reality of, of sin. Um, it's a passage about the importance of repentance. Um, Solomon acknowledges that sin is a reality of our lives. This isn't in any way to say, like, we should just sort of accept that and, like, not not worry about it too much because, hey, you know, everyone sins. Um Solomon anticipates a time of, of exile. Um, he it really, in some ways, is kind of speaking prophetically, but he anticipates a time when Israel will be cut off from, from God, in, in a sense, will be uh, taken away from this land that God had promised to them. And he says, well, what should you do in that moment? Well, you should, you should repent. Um, you should look to God for forgiveness. It means to turn away from living for yourself, for doing life your own way, from thinking you're in charge, and submit to the reality that really God is in charge and that uh, living for his glory and his kingdom and submitting to his standards and his guidance um, and his uh, rules leads to a fuller, better life. That's what we were designed to do. We were designed to glorify God with our lives. And so, um, yeah, this 
this passage reminds us that repentance should be a pattern that we walk in. This isn't to say that you know we shouldn't have a, a desire to grow such that we have to repent less. I think we should. We should desire to grow such that repentance is something that we don't have to do um, <laughs> like as much, <laughs> right? But uh, but the reality is 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 we need to humble ourselves before God and realize that um, we are. We are broken people. We are sinful people. We need God to help us to turn from our selfishness and walk in faithfulness to Him. So challenge your students to humble themselves before God. Um, it's hard to repent from sin when you don't even see it. Sometimes we don't even see the sin in our lives in the way that it's causing havoc and damaging um, our relationships and our friendships and, and the people around us. So let's ask God to give us wisdom to see the ways where we need to walk more faithfully with him. Let's ask him to open our eyes so that we might live um, with pleasing lives to him and see the ways where we need to turn. Um, because Solomon knew that if Israel repented, what would God do? Here's the good news about repentance. Like, if we repent, you know what we can know without a shadow of a doubt God will do? God will forgive. He will invite us back. He will receive us back. He will establish us. He will take care of us. He loves us. When we repent, we know we are accepted and loved and forgiven. That's really good news, right? Um, so uh, I hope that this week is encouraging to you and your students. I hope it points you all uh, more closely to, to Jesus. Um, Thanks for your time. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we equip you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com.